It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Chemist Warehouse has your Christmas gift sorted. Find Jupalm 125ml for just $39.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Friday. We made it. Yes, the weekend is here. Woo, is he? Kempi, maybe Kempi. Louis Herman, what? Ready to talk sport for the next three hours. Good morning, Joe. He's already messaged Drew, and yes, he's excited. Thank you for that. Don't get me started on my first leg, though. We'll talk about that shortly. Shortly, shortly. Morning to you, Louis. Yeah, Dagger. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. And Ferragli only. <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me. Ferragli only. Joey, you owe me. Uh, nah, boys. Just looked like a great bit, didn't it? It was a Saturday winner. Loved the heavy track and just bolted in. Oh, it was an easy watch. And you know, you, you know you're on the right path when the, the, the doyen of CD tipping, Bevan Sweeney, makes it his best bet as well. So I hope everybody got a little bit of that because I had a couple of people. Brett, actually Brett, he tweeted at me and said, Fragley only, good man. I'm in the quaddy crush now. I'm rolling my profits over. That's what we yeah. wanted. 
Nice, mate. Nice. I had Butler in Faglioni. I should have went Faglioni. Faglioni, sorry. Into Devastate. Because that thing was devastating. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. And we always <laughs> say, we were, and actually, yeah. we're stupid because we had just been saying, Forsman's flying. He's placing his horses so uh, well. And, um,. But to be fair, it was a tricky three-year-old race, but he just skipped through it. And today we've got the jockey, the Irishman, Joey Doyle. Joe Doyle, he's one of uh, the new imports to New Zealand racing, and he has been in the country like two weeks, and he's already got Group 3 success. So it's so (laughs) good to see these guys coming down and bolstering our ranks. Oh, a bit of black type already for the Andrew Forsman uh, horse, his stable is absolutely flying. You're dead right there, Louis. He's going to come on at uh, 7.40 where we'll chat to Joe Doyle about that and what the future looks like for him. But before then, we're going to talk to my former teacher and car, former Black Caps wicketkeeper, um, Peter McGlashan. Glashy. Oh, looking forward to this. Got some funny little memories of uh, Peter McGlashan at high school. Hopefully he doesn't bring him too many. <laughs> he'd, he'd know this little snotty-nosed hoary from the bay, and he might uh, <laughs> he might bring it up. So looking forward to having a chat to him. It's been a while, actually, since I've spoke to Peter, so looking forward to it. And then after eight, I'm going to talk some Football World Cup, and we'll cross over to Qatar from the Brazil v Serbia game with Scott Saunders, managing editor at 90 Minutes Football. He'll come on after Ooh. eight. Ooh, that's a pr- pretty good get up, Serbia. How good would that be? Upset galore. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, well, my if you God. know Ghana, Ghana nil all with Portugal. Ghana or nil all with Portugal, and I've gone through and I'm going like, could it happen? What are the odds? It's what are we paying? It's like 10, 10 bucks. Ten bucks still, half time. I'm gonna need a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we just never know. No, eleven bucks now. They're going out to eleven bucks. I guess you don't they know. scored. The, look, this World Cup has been so cooked. Um I would love nothing more than to see Brazil and hear Brazil on SEN just get a couple of goals down and just to look into that little room over there and see Joe Bell's face and just see his little face. I could see Kimpy. (laughs) He's dancing. He's dancing. Can you hear him? Do we have him there? He's had a sleep in. Nah, it's not working. It's not working. Oh, Kimpy. I'm I'm not surprised it's not working. Look at you, Jake the Muss. What is that T-shirt? It looks like one Warriors Jake the Muss at the... At the pub, <laughs> doesn't it? Look at him. A little bit of laughing Samoan, Jake the Mossyrian. <laughs> um, what we're talking about, yeah, like this upsets, eh? Upsets at this World Cup. There's been so much going on at this World Cup. Like, look, for, for one, I just can't even understand how Qatar got there. I can because of the money they've obviously <laughs> thrown at it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah. it just doesn't fit. Well, this doesn't fit. Here's, you're right. Everything's a bit wonky. And right now, Ghana are hot on the tack against Portugal. And I was watching the first half, and Cristiano Ronaldo has already missed a couple of chances. So he might be a bit rattled. But here's, here's the, the, the theory, right? Brazil to be leading at halftime, Serbia to win. Because that's what's happened yep. to Germany and Argentina. $61 okay. you're getting at your TAB. $61. Ooh. Ooh, 
the way I want it. I want. It. I just can't say it. You know how you know how you can say it. Yep. Well, I can't say much, but just can't see this happening. <laughs> I want it to happen, but I just can't see it. Yeah. Oh, $61. I don't, yeah, look, you saved me yesterday because I was, I was hurting after that. So what's butler happened, mate? Talk us through situation. This, this butler. What was that from butler? Can we ring Al? Like, just, just talk to me, like, what? It was sitting midfield, just nicely, you know, in the rails, comes out, and I was thinking, is, he, is that it? Because, you know, Lisa Allpress's, um the the clothes, the, the silks looked exactly like Butler's silks, like Sherrick's silks, and I was like, oh, they must be in the same stable, is that his mate? Nah, just shot off, and Butler's, like, limp tone, tired as anything, I was like, Wow. Yeah, it wasn't a good run. It was a little bit of a head scratcher. I even watched it again this morning and kind of haven't really managed to find too many excuses for it. I mean, the weight was always going to be an issue, but you just expect a horse yeah. of his class to be able to charge a little bit harder than that. So I understand yep. why it was disappointing, but good on you for getting back on the horse and uh, rolling it into Faraglione. So you walked away with something and looks like we've got Kimpy on the line. Morning, Kimpy. Morena boys, sorry about that. A little, little couple of technical issues, um, but worked really uh, hard at it this morning with the boys and uh, got back up and running. So yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. Good to see your face, Izzy. And uh, I saw that race yeah. as well, mate. Butler. Yep. Uh, yeah, it stopped my multi for the weekend already, but um, we'll have to reload. I think reload yeah. on that was a pretty. Uh, I don't know if it was a weight. I think there might be. Uh, Something up with a horse, Alan. I'll talk to Alan later on today to see how it is. Yeah, it didn't look like it was. Um, yeah, it just looked like it just yeah, kind of withered towards the end, wavered and just kind of fell away. So hopefully the horse is all right there, Kempi. But good to have you on, brother. Good to have you on. We've got a big show. We're going to talk some football. We've got Serbia, Brazil coming up um, later on this morning, and we're going to cross over to that game. And we're going to talk to Scott Saunders and uh, get a wee update. We are predicting. Well, Louis hoping, Louis is hoping that there potentially be could be another upset on the cards. Oh, so for Serbia, good. so you, so you might have saved your. What were you going to buy the team for? I couldn't believe this was even spoken about. Hundred bucks you're going to buy Brazil for, off Joe. Yeah, he would. He wouldn't take the money, mate. He wouldn't. I tell you what. After they lose today, he'll he'll be knocking on my door, won't you, Joseph boy? <laughs> Hey, knocking on my door. You'll be giving me a hundred bucks to take it. Nah, Matt Kimpy, oh. you couldn't even give me five hundred. No way. Oh, Brazil going to win three 0 Now we're talking. No, not mate. And there's a, every chance that Serbia wins this game. Um, there's every chance Ghana beats Portugal here. They're, they're right up and about. They've just had a shot on goal and just put it about a foot wide of the post. But they're looking threatening and. I reckon the bad oh, I'm, juju. I'm I reckon the bad Piers Morgan juju is not good for Portugal, eh? I'm going on, bro. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Here you go. Into Ghana. Nice, Elliot. Cam be... has come through with one for you, Kimpy. Your man, Cam. Savoir Fair, top four, three bucks. Tarapa on Saturday. Yeah. All right, Cam. I don't mind your top four bet there. Um, that's the Tiakau runner, isn't it? Race five. Yep, that's the three-year-old race, and 
Craig grills a board. It's at a big price. It's probably at a bigger price than it deserves. I'm firmly with the favourite in this race, Matter of Honor Cam. I actually think it's probably my best bet of the day, to be honest. But I like where you're going there. Top four, a little bit of insurance, $3.00. Not bad for you, Cam. So there's one to chuck in your new multi, Kempi. I'm the same, mate. I had Butler just to run a place. Couldn't even run third. No. Yeah, look, I was the same. I put Butler in top three, took the dollar twenty, and uh, I thought he'd run a place. I, I knew the weight would be a problem, but um, he's on fire too, Alan, at the moment. To be honest, you know, our girl goes around. Uh, I'm just hoping that she runs all right. That's a, a, another big race. Her first up, hopefully it goes... To plan, he's quite happy with her and the way that she's uh, jumped out in her first hit out um, in an exhibition race. So, yeah, if Butler Butler runs like that, um, maybe Cinerano out comes out and picks up the the stable and takes him back to the top again. Yes, come on then, come on. It's crazy to think we're in, we're nearly in December and we're still running on heavy tracks. <laughs> like, like heavy, it's heavy, heavy tracks. Like Cinerano's still here. Running on every tracks. Oh, no, I mean, I'm not sort of, I mean, you'd think they'd just ask me to come out and have a wee, wee run on these bloody tracks too there, Kempi. I was, tell, I was talking to Louis on the, uh, during the week and I came and I said, mate, we should have probably kept just asked me for a couple more races the way that the the tracks are um, panned out. But you just never know. You know, like now they're ex- yeah. you're getting into the, the Christmas racing. We're, we're three weeks, four weeks out from Christmas racing where it's firm as anything and... Uh, mm. Yeah, tracks are still a heavy eight. It's a it's a mad um, mad weather pattern at the moment. So much water around. No, yeah, it's pretty crazy here. Hopefully the weather's a little bit warmer down here in Autotelia. Just boys, just a quick update on the Australian PGA. I was just doing have a wee look. We've got a lot of Kiwis playing over in Australia. You got Cam Smith, he's here, you got Adam Scott. That pairing of yesterday was uh Cam Smith, Adam Scott and Ryan Fox are the well, the group to follow over the Australian PGA. Anyway, Kiwi contingency, Den- Denzel Aramea. Denzel Aramea, he's a good young kid. Man, he can hit a ball. I tell you, go watch him. He's got the perfect technique. He is four under after round one. He's one shot ahead of Cam Smith, so he's tied for ninth. He is the leading Kiwi at the moment over in Australia. And then you've got Dan Hillier. Dan Hillier obviously got his DP World Tour card earlier on this year. He is two under. So he's going really well. And then we've got Harry Bateman, the good Auckland boy. Um, played with him a couple of years ago at the New Zealand Golf Open. He is one under. So we'll keep you up to date with our Kiwis over in Australia. Who are, I haven't seen Foxy. He must have had a, a good day out. So I'll keep swinging down the, the leaderboard to see where Foxy's at. But uh, awesome to see Denzel there or thereabouts. And on that, lads, got a good call yesterday. Got a good call. Great. Probably the best call I've had in a very long time. Very long time. Sitting on the couch. <laughs> Tilly's like, come sit with me, Dad. Snuggle me before I go to bed. I was like, sweet, it's 6 o'clock. Anyway, my phone rings. John Hart. Hardy. And I'm like, Hardy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is the call I've been waiting for all year. G'day, Hardy. How you going? Blah, blah, blah. Good. How's your golf? I said, horrible. He goes, okay, that's enough of this. See ya. I said, no, 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 don't go, don't go, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're having a yak. He's like, what about those All Blacks? And, yeah, we had a good, honest call. And then um, he gave me the invitation, lads, to go down to the New Zealand Golf Open as an ambassador. It's the best week. So next year, March, head down to Queenstown and, and play in the NZ Golf Open 
there's going to be some big names there as well. Uh, Steve Alka. Probably get to meet old Steve and Alka. So going to head down, boys. Best nice. phone call ever. Mate, I played in it twice. Don't tell Baz. As a, as a golf. <laughs> Baz is playing. Oh, he's there as well. Good. Good. Ba- Baz. So there's Baz, Flem, I think. And uh, there's a couple others. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. The, but if you think you're a golf fan, that that is your major. I think I've told the story when I was hitting the ball and putting through 300 people, and they made this little tunnel for me because they were following, um, you know, uh, Matt Hendry, uh, Michael Hendry, sorry, and all the Kiwis, and I, I told them to stop, and I had the seven iron, and I went bang, <laughs> shanked it seven meters in front of me, topped it, and they all laughed and walked off. <laughs> oh, I loved it. So, at least yeah. it didn't, ba- least it didn't bounce off anyone. <laughs> oh, mate, I was absolutely shaking. Yeah, I can't believe how those pros do it. Mate, that's a great yeah. call, Izzy, because I know how much it means to you. You love it. I remember you and Baz getting a bit toey about this time last year <laughs> that you hadn't had the call from Hardy. Yeah. And unfortunately, obviously, we haven't had it for a couple of years and it's just been nah. so hard. So it, like everything, and we'll all be experiencing this at the moment, the return to the events that were annual fixtures have been so fun. Like Cup Week again was yeah. like the best Cup Week ever. It was so good because everybody was fired up for it. Um, all of those events that we missed, the different gatherings of people, have come back in 2022 with a real vengeance. So the golf open, mate, the vibe will be electric down there. That's so cool. It'll be huge. It'll be huge. And look, we're, Stephen Elka's coming. Foxy probably won't make it because he's obviously, because he won a couple of times last year. He's flying. He'll have some big, I think the players is right around that That's time. right. Yeah, so he won't be there. Um, but, you know, expect some nice big names to come back and, and some names that will go on for bigger things after this tournament. Um, so looking forward to it, boys. So 2nd to the 5th of March, um, what are you, like, planning on doing, mate? You, you obviously be at Millbrook there. Um, we, that's a Thursday, Friday, so obviously we're doing the show in the morning before you hit, hit the uh, hit the green. Um, that's uh, yet to be excited there, um, Louis. Uh, you just got a few logistics that we have to get through, and um, we'll cross that bridge when we get it. We'll get to that situation there, Louis. Yeah, so it's a big week. I'm actually heading down for the whole week. So, honestly, when you go down, you play probably, like, you play five rounds before you even play in the open. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my you practice God. Ra- you, you have practice rounds every day. Have to. And I'm an ambassador. So last time I went, we had to go to Arrowtown School. It was myself, Damien, um, and Bodie. It was cool. cool. Good week to get around uh, Queenstown and, and see the people and, and, and touch base with the kids. It's 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 an awesome week. I can't wait. But, yeah, well, don't don't – don't sell me out like that on on, on the airways, please, Louis. You go and enjoy it, bro. You go <laughs> and enjoy it. What do you mean, man? I'm, I'm just making sure we can be a part of it. I'll just the you FOMO. Go ahead, come down. Should we do our show from there? Honestly, it'll be, it'll yes, be awesome. Yes, that's what I'm angling for. Ah, Thousands. okay. Well, I was kind of angling for a sleeping, but okay, we'll, 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 we can work that. <laughs> You're our ticket, Daggy. Let her carry us, Daggy. <laughs> Put Kimpy okay, and me down. on your back. Come on then, come down. I need a few caddies. <laughs> there you go. Right, uh, 21 minutes past six. Can't wait question of the day. Lock of the weekend, lads. 
because it's getting a bit dicey out there. The TAB accounts need a fill-up. Lock of the weekend, any sport. Jamie sent us a text earlier in the week about his rugby multi this weekend. Any sport. Bonus points if it's Football World Cup. Racing, obviously, but the lock. What's your lock of the weekend? 0800 150 Give us a call on the Kenatai oh, phone need line. It, please. We need a call. We need some energy. Be our caddies as we try and have a fill up this weekend. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Daggy and Kempi will find something for us after this. Ronaldo from the spot. Steps up. Never any doubt. Into the back of the net. Cristiano Ronaldo. It just had to be this man. He simply cannot stay away from the spotlight. 27 minutes past six o'clock. I was gonna ask. Boring. I was gonna ask Izzy to do a suit. <laughs> there was a. It was actually a power play with Cristiano Ronaldo who scored the first goal. I think it was kind of okayish, but. How boring is that? Come on, Ghana. I didn't put the beat on, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Get up, Ghana. Uh, yeah, Portugal goes one nil ahead. Um, right, lock of the weekend. I'll come back to you as in Kempi, but our man, our moral man from the Joey. coast. Joey from Yee. Gizzy has come through. Joey, what's your moral of the weekend? Sun comes up in Gizzy, boys. That's the moral, but uh, tonight, <laughs> gold bullion race four, right, in the group two. In the uh, mate, this thing is one with a leg in the air, and, and push that into hidden talent in the group one and uh, in race five, and put that as your multi to start your weekend. You know, I know you boys are uh, galloping fans, but uh, down here we're harness boys. So start that up, start that up, get your motor running, Louis. Get your motor running. It's going. <laughs> All right, Joey. Please, well, good week. please. Good week, are, you, are, you, are you real confident, Joe? Are you real confident? I just don't want another Gronkowski. Hey, mate, I told you it was each way, but these, these things are these things are two dollars thirty favourites. The pair of them. Have a oh, look at their form. Beautiful. Have a look at have a look at their form. Is uh, um, they've been set for these races, and they, these are the two-year-old finales for these ones before they go into the uh, big race in, in two weeks' time. But that, they should absolutely beautiful. bolt up these things. That'll start us for the weekend. Yeah, Joey, I just what, I'm, what I'm going to do in race seven, Akuda and uh, Republican Party, I see you had them in there. I'm just going to take Beach Ball top four at $1.90 because I think that's great value and he'll get up on the pace or somewhere near it and bowl along and he should run probably a place, but we'll give ourselves top four at $1.90. But I love where your head's at, Joe. Appreciate you, mate. And um, are you in the quaddy crush, Joe? Mate, you know I'm in the quaddy crush, Louis. Come on. <laughs> Tomorrow's the day, big boy. Tomorrow's the day, big boy. Get your quaddy hey, in Louis, the quaddy Louis, Louis, Louis. Yeah, Kimpy. I'm in. Oh, get up, Kimpy. Get your, get your quaddy in the quaddy app. I want everybody to contribute. This is a team effort. I'm just pulling the trigger. Hey. I'm on. Jackson. I'm, I'm on, Joe. And if Joe, if this gets up... <laughs> 16th of December when I arrive in Gizzy, brother, I'm bringing the champagne over, all right? If it gets up, I am on. I've just followed you. All right, boys. Thanks, Joey. have a great weekend to start it tonight. Good man. Hey, (laughs) speaking of the harness, how's this? Jack Harrington, young gun trainer, he's text the show. 
double eight double three. Hey lads, anything goes lines up in the Geraldine Cup on Saturday. Very nice horse and connections confident it's a New Zealand Cup horse next year and could go on with a win on Saturday. Well, there you go. Thank you, Jack. Anything goes is paying five fifty two dollars ten race ten at the Geraldine Grass Harness, the Geraldine Cup on Saturday. Anything goes in the green silks there. All right. Well, what, carry- was, that one that, what was that one that Joe said? Uh, well, gold bullion and into hidden hidden talent race four, race five at Addington today. And then Chuck Beach Ball top four, and if you want a booster, a dollar ninety race seven. Um, but those are Joe's best of the day. They're the locks. Keep your locks coming through. 800 811 and Garner scored an equaliser. Come on, Garner! Told you. Are you back on us? <laughs> are you back on? Come on, Garner! Back. Right, we'll get you the commentary of that just after Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SENZ, it's 27 away from 7. We'll get back to your locks of the weekend in just a second. Heaps of them steaming in on the text machine, which is great to see. But at Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. And from around the world, yes, Cristiano Ronaldo finds himself on the score sheet. But Ghana, they're back in the game. Ghana's chances are really coming from long range. Until now. Caught us again. Ghana. Andre Ayu, the captain. The captain of the Black Stars of Ghana has levelled this game. Upsets, baby. A goal from nowhere. How about that? And the Ghanaians have erupted at Stadium 974. Portugal won, Ghana won in the 73rd minute. And it was the creativity of Mohamed Kudus yet again. Complacency. They will reflect on their Upsets, baby. Complacency. There you go. No complacency at Budding's trade, but maybe a little bit in the uh, Portuguese defence. And, uh, Daggy, you got a little bit of the Ghana side. Well, upsets has been the name of the game so far during the World Cup, and Serbia is going to roll Brazil. You heard it here first after eight, aren't they, Kimpy? <laughs> yeah, look, I've, I reckon they get at least three past Brazil. I can. Uh, I hear. I heard a little bit of a through the grapevine. They're still out partying. The Brazilians. Um, those not really into it over there. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I absolutely hope so, Kimpy. For hey, Joe's Joe's sake. Just on I just planet, love eh? to. <laughs> I just love to see him <laughs> in the background. Absolutely spitting text. Just on these, all these tips coming through. Have you got a spare thirty dollar uh, bonus bet there, Louis? Let's chuck a little, let's collate a, a massive multi and have a dabble, shall we? Uh, yep. It's Friday. Let's go. <laughs> yep, we can probably do that. I mean, it's not my money, Pip. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's just, oh. hey, why don't we just talk about I'll it? I win Pip over. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that's right. You win Pip over, 100%. Well, we've got to put Sounds Like Cash a place into it. 
Uh, and that's at Addington tonight, race two. And then Sinbad to win race nine. That's from Simon. We've got a lot of pacing and harness fans that tune in nice and early, up working, on their way to work, doing doing the form. So that's uh, great news. Unfortunately for Ghana, Portugal scoring a second goal is not great news. That's what's happened. Have they? Yeah. Was it 2-1? Yeah, it's 2-1. Fair, the way Portugal are playing, why wouldn't you? Yeah. They're there for the taking now. <laughs> and Portugal have made a change as well with Ruben Neves coming off and Rafael Liao coming on. So that is an attacking move, bringing off a defensive midfielder for a, a winger. Portugal playing it through down the right side. Joao Felix gets it past the goalkeeper. And Joao Felix nets it. Portugal get the lead back. Yeah, 2-1. Uh, Portugal getting the lead back. There's about 12 minutes to go, but this game has become electric, so don't go anywhere. In the ECNZ app right now, you can get that live commentary. Otherwise, we'll keep you updated with the goals throughout the morning. Hey, Kempi, did you have a good bet for us this weekend? Are we taking Cinerama top four or a place, or what do you think? Yeah, top four. Top four, definitely. I think uh, I, I actually think top three, $1.90 is good money for Cinerama in that race, so um, oh, it's probably my one of the week weekend, just on, on what Alan said, how she's going, he said she's going alright, he's, you know, he, he doesn't jump over um, doing, you know, doing back, backward flips and cartwheels when he's talking to you about your horses so you just listen to the, the context of the conversation when he's having a chat there, so he's he's confident he's, he, he did say she might be a, like a one run short, but he said she's in very good nick. So mm. um, she ain't got a, she ain't got to mind the tracks. Don't worry about that. Yeah, she won't have an issue with dollars the tracks at all. Dollar sixty five, dollar sixty five. So not bad cash there for Cinerama race seven on Saturday. The G three, a little bit of black type. Ah, uh, nice like that one, um, Kimpy. For me, Louis, oh, I'm going England. I'm going England twelve and under two dollars sixty over South Africa. Yeah, I'll I just love think it. Um, they'll be they'll be too good. It's juicy, juicy money. Some juicy money, two dollars sixty for a twelve and under score. So I'm going England to beat the Saffirs at Twickenham in the last outing. You're laying South Africa hard at the moment, aren't you? You're not you're not a fan of what Rassie's up to, and you reckon they're on the brink. Well, I think both teams are on, and <laughs> even though they drew with the ABs, I just think that both of the coaching groups have uh, are a bit outdated. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm going with a more together team that England are at the moment over South Africa in the last outing. I think they'll be too good at talking them. So yeah, so uh, England to beat South Africa twelve and under two dollars sixty. Get on. Don't mind those odds there at all, is he? Hey, um, look. Rest in peace, your bet on Ghana. It was fun while it lasted, but Portugal scored again. Great possession. Now it's a 4 3 in attack. Ronaldo on the right. Oh, he's Fernandez to Liel. Three for Portugal. Is he onside? Yes. Rafael Liel. Yes, he was onside. Uh, so that's 3 1. Easy. Portugal just kind of pulling yeah. away now. That was paying 10 bucks like a minute ago. <laughs> 3 1. Oh, good money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's got to be some sort of hack here. Now I'm looking at four one three sixty. Yeah, they should. You know, what we should four. do. We should go to the. We should go to the um, to Albany. They've got this. They've got this university's class where students Quants? they develop all the all these um, all these out there type gadgets, 
and get them to do a TAB glasses gadget for Izzy, where he puts on a set of glasses and it just gives the odds coming across every five seconds. <laughs> the old Google, the old Google glasses, but just with odds for the. It's called, and it's just got across the you know the 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 crest of it across your forehead. It's just got TAB written on it. <laughs> I was just where my head was going when I was listening to that conversation. I was going, I wonder what we could make. Can we make a gadget? Because like, <laughs> you know why? It's so hard to scroll through pages all the time. Oh. It? When you, you're, going, you're going, oh, I need to go to that page. And then you just you haven't found the other one. You just say, you, you, and it should have like a mic. And you say mic. And you go, right, gold bullion. And gold bullion pops up and all the odds and fixed odds and stuff like that. Mate, we might be on to something there. Well, what if to make the phone call? <laughs> get on to that, Kempe, and we've got a we've got a cra- couple of crash dummies here. Like I'll I'll happily invest. Um, 19- no, I've seen you too, Louis. You would you'd invest in a pair oh, of mate, those. What about, 100%. We, we, what about we went we went to Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei? Had about hundred and fifty bets in three hours, and somehow finished twelve twelve dollars up for the day. <laughs> Not only that, but the drive up, you just couldn't get off your phone. I was sitting there going, actually, he does like punting, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, my mum might be listening soon, so we better move on. Nineteen away from seven. Quizzy Dag is coming right up, but keep your oh. locks for the weekend rolling through, and you'll get that fifty dollars TAB bonus bet, and you can follow us in on something. Uh, come through. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Quizzy Dag after this, and SCNZ. Now we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SCNZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SCNZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SCNZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did a Z and can't be. But the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy. But Uncle's Clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them, try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 Quizzy Dag and TAB bonus bets. Don't ask Google all your slages. It's Quizzy Dag. It's Quizzy Dag. Oh, there's the end of what? It's Quizzy Dag. Oh, there's the end of weekend. Oh, man, I enjoy that. I really enjoy that. There's some more. There's some more, Aruha. You're very, very talented. Absolutely love that song. Gets me up and gone for Friday. And, well, someone that's up and ready to rip in is Luke from Dunedin. Morning, Lukey. Morning, that boy. <laughs> yeah, you ready for the weekend, my friend? Nice, quiet one oh. down there in Dunners. Yeah, well, no. I've got a bit of uh, children's athletics to go to, and I have to sit on the high jump all day. <laughs> Good man. Good man, I've got a couple of little school outings I've got to go to before the end of the year, mate. That's what we do, Lukey. All right, good luck. That is what good we luck. Do. Here we go. Thank you, David. David Beckham is being criticised by human rights activists for being one of the ambassadors at the FIFA World Cup. What year did David play in his first FIFA World Cup? Oh, ninety-eight. I think ninety-eight. Bang! You got it. You got it. Well done, mate. Well done. You still got your clue left. There are two Thanksgiving games in the NFL today. Name at least one of the teams playing in either game. Cowboys. 
Cowboys. Bang. Yep. Question number three. Budweiser is the alcohol sponsor of the FIFA World Cup. Since Qatar have banned all alcohol from the stadiums, what have Bud, what, Bud, what have Budweiser said they will do with the leftover beer? We're going to give it to the winning team's country. Wow, he's up to date. He knows. He knows. Luke is reading. Did you give Luke a copy of the quiz? <laughs> Honestly, no, I didn't. I thought these questions were hard, but Luke is nailing them. I'm just checking. <laughs> All right, get this one, Lukey. When was the last time the Black Sox won the Softball World Cup? Ooh. I'm going to ask Kimpy there. Sage. What? When I was at Randwick. When I was played, when I signed for Randwick in Wellington, I was this age. Seven eight. <laughs> He's on fire. He's on fire. Oh, wow. You're, you're a wow. teenage prodigy. <laughs> he, Luke, he, Luke, he still remembers. That's a long nice. time ago, Luke. Nice, Lukey. All right, good luck. Last question. Can he go all the way? This will be worth double, I reckon. Kiwi boxer Andre Mikhailovich is frustrated after his grudge match with Australian rival Isaac Hardman has been pushed back until next year. Which country is Andre born in? Oh, geez. Andre will go Croatia. Well, Croatia. Croatia. No, oh. it's not Croatia. And we're not going to go to the next one because he won it yesterday. We're going to go to Brenton. Brenton. Morning, Brenton. <laughs> <laughs> Brenton. What's so funny? Hey. How are you, brother? And how are you, What's your chance? I'm good, I'm good. Which country was Andre Mihailovic born in? Oh, I have a, it sounds like a Russian guy, I think. Don't leave me hanging, come on, is it in Russian or not? <laughs> 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 yeah, really? you're, wondering if you're, you're wondering if that Google answer was right, didn't you? Because as he was hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just the name, mate, just the name. <laughs> hey, well done, Brenton, mate. Oh, I thought you thoroughly deserved it. You'd be there from day one, and I knew you'd come through and uh, and, and get the co- chocolates, mate. So good luck. Stay tuned because there's a mate. few little multis been thrown out. Yeah, man. I've been uh, jotting a few down. Should be good. Awesome. Well done. Awesome. I, I well, need a fi- I need a fill up, Daggy. It's uh, still got those red ticks going, mate. Uh, red crosses going, brother. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll get you on, Brenton. And Mark, who always had promised this, guys, said that his $50 Quizzy Dag multi from the other morning is on. This is to go to Movember. Gold Bullion at Addington tonight, into Hidden Talent at Addington tonight, into Matter of Honour, which will be my best of the weekend at Tarapa tomorrow, Tony Pike's runner. Potential return, $273 for the SNZ Movember fund. Let's go. Giddy up. Good man, the rookie. How good. He's a man of his word.
Very sharp work, Mark. Good on you. Hey, after this, I've got a bit of an equestrian update for you guys because it's a Friday and that's when we do our equestrian chats. Uh, seven away from seven and the score is 3-2 now. Ghana pegging one back and there's five minutes to go. So they're a chance still against Portugal the FIFA World Cup. All right, 90 minutes is up and Portugal look like they're going to see this one out. 3-2 against Ghana. Hey guys, Fibre Fresh create natural products with unrivaled levels of nutrients and energy. They're obviously big supporters of racing, but also equestrian. And yesterday, the New Zealand League of the FEI Dressage World Challenge was held at Topor with 37 riders from across the country competing for world individual and team rankings for the international development riders. So it was a big deal. The four combinations selected to represent New Zealand in the team competition all scored well under the experienced judges' eyes. So it was uh, a really good day out. And the best three scores from Fitzgerald, Cochrane and Tomlin are expected to all be very competitive when the final rankings for the 2022 are announced at the end of the year. So Paige Fitzgerald from Canterbury on Greenmoor Euphoria, Lucy Cochrane from Canterbury on Jumanji and Susan Tomlin from the CD on Dance Hit SW. It was also the first day of the 2022 Bates National Dressage Championships. Deferred from March because of COVID lockdowns like so many things, the Grand Prix was won by Waitamata's Wendy Williamson on Don Vito from Taranaki's Vanessa Way on NSC Andreas. So there you go, a little bit of an equestrian update, which will keep Daisy Dag happy on your Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Louis. Thanks for that, mate. Honestly, thanks to Fiber Fresh. It's not. Yeah, thanks, Fiber Fresh. Thank you for your update. It's not far away. Daughter absolutely loves it. Froths on it, man. <sighs> it's gonna, it's gonna happen soon in this house. Well, I'm not looking forward to it, especially with Daisy's parents, and they love horses. Anyway. Appreciate it. We're going to come up. We're going to talk some cricket shortly. We're going to have Peter McGlashan, the former Black Caps wicketkeeper, and uh, wow, my former coach, uh, uh, my old coach. He's got plenty of stories. He's coming up. Here's Arnold Hale with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. How says your Christmas gift sorted? Find David Beckham Respect 90 mil for just $29.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, 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 it's Friday, Friday the 25th of November, that's right, just after 7 o'clock, Kempi, Izzy, Louie, ready to talk sport for the next two hours, and we've got a big couple of guests coming up, we're going to talk some cricket, we're going to talk some racing, we're going to talk some football, 
3-2. Man, that score was pain. Truckloads too. If only I had those glasses on, Kempi. If only I had those glasses on, maybe I could have had a wee dabble. Ghana just wasn't meant to be, but this, I, I feel something's coming up, lads. I feel something's coming up. Just after 8 o'clock, the Oracle saying, Serbia, Serbia. I've just had a coffee. I lost the plot. Hey, Zaid, Zaid, Louis, can you, can, you, can you answer that question, please, for Zaid? I can. Zaid signed up for the Quaddy Crush last night. Does the 100 bucks come out of my TAB account? Yes, it does, Zaid. Just keep it in there, and we will take it. Well, the TAB will take it. And then tomorrow, tune into SENZ and the good oil, and hopefully we can start with a bit. Beautiful. Beautiful, Louis. Thank you very much for that wee update, Zade. So get on there and you will... Well, after the last couple of weeks, the boys have had a bit of success. And, well, from Louis' demeanour, I'm sensing a little bit of confidence here from the young man. So looking forward to being Anyway, we're going to talk some cricket right now. Today, the Black Caps start their ODI series against India at Eden Park, looking to bounce back after a muddling run of the white ball form. Turbulence and controversy are two words that the Black Caps and New Zealand cricket haven't really had associated with the four for the better part of a decade as fans and the organisation have enjoyed a golden run of talent and achievement. But times are changing, players are ageing and the doubt is growing that the extended period of world-beating form is coming to an end. Peter McGlashan is a former Black Caps wicketkeeper and he's commentated a truckload of his latest generation. And he's also coached a young Israel Dag back in the mighty Hawks Bay. And hopefully he keeps those stories in his pocket. Morning, Peter. Morning, Lefty. Times are changing. Players are aging. You didn't write that, did you? I did. I did. Of course I did. <laughs> of course was, I wrote that, There was a bit. There was a there was some so of you his just come route, out Peter? swinging straight away. <laughs> I said, when they said you were coming on, I said, well, it's funny you say that. He actually coached me at a young age and uh, when I was running into the crease in bare feet and he was wicket-keeping behind the sticks, mate. How you doing? Anyway, what are you up to these days, Pete? Oh, mate, I'm uh, busy, busy. I, uh, I'm on the local board for Mount Kikitamaki, Auckland Council, as a, as a local politician, and I'm also working at Waka Kotei. So uh, I've got, I got, uh, got plenty of things on the go. But, uh, yeah, mate, that, uh, it's one of my favourite memories from Sky TV, is you rocking up to me uh, at Waikato Hospital with Sat Guildford, saying, do you remember coaching me at cricket? And I must admit, you know, there was a lot of players that I coached over the years, and, but you were one of the ones who obviously had to make that tough choice between rugby and cricket. You could have been the next Trent Bolt. <laughs> no, mate, not, not even close. I enjoy 140 Ks, they reckon. Whatever, <laughs> oh, mate. Calm down. Don't bring it up. You're just feeding beaver. No, no, those are good days. Those are good days. We had some good times at Parkville, and I always remember you behind the behind the stumps there, and I was trying to rip it down there, but you were just, mate, phenomenal with those uh, those gloves and hands. So appreciate you coming on. Anyway, what are your expectations uh, for this ODI series, Pete? Yeah, I think it's always a big day when the Indian team comes to town. I know when I played against them, it was you know the biggest occasion of my playing career. Um, it's a little bit of a shame the weather that we've had in Auckland recently. I'm not sure what sort of crowd we'll get at Eden Park this afternoon, but you know, as you mentioned in your intro, there's a few players that are needing to prove themselves and a few players which will um, you know, potentially be one of their last series against one of the biggest countries. 
Hey, Pete, it's Kempe here, mate. Firstly, uh, congratulations on your daughter, I hear, con uh, graduating from Takiota last week alongside my daughter, is that correct? And, uh, oh, it was her, my um... wife, but I'm sure she'll appreciate the compliment. It's, uh, oh, yes. My wife, my wife finished Takiota uh, uh, in, in the class next door to, to your uh, daughter, and it was awesome to see, was it you and your son doing the haka to celebrate the graduation the other day? So. Yeah, it's that's a big right. commitment for Farno to be doing that. So, uh, yeah, part of our Farno's video journey, that's for sure. Oh, awesome. Oh, congratulations for that, mate. Hey, uh, I guess, do you suspect the um, players themselves feel under pressure to perform and prove that this golden run isn't done? Yeah, well, I think there'll be there'll be a few people looking over their shoulder, obviously, with the discussion about mm. Martin Guptill over the last few weeks and mm. realising that, you know, as, a, as professional athletes, you don't always get to choose when you finish. And, you know, I know that was something that Izzy um, worked his way through when he finished his rugby career. It's, it's one of those things where you, you always hope that you'll finish on your own terms and, unfortunately, sometimes those things are taken away from you. So it does, it will be a reminder for this crop to, to know that, you know, the the coaching and selection staff will will do what is required for the best of the team. Mate, where where are we as with depth in the country in terms of cricketing around the domestic um, game back in NZ, Pete? Like, have we got enough depth to be able to you know fill those gaps, those those voids that these generational players have had had for a long time? Is the depth strong? Yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the, the, the domestic competition is much stronger than you know back in my day, where there probably was only fifteen to twenty players that could compete at the international stage. The the quality of um, and the depth is definitely much better than then because we do see these players kind of come from the domestic scene and have success straight away. But I think it's always a challenge when you have a, a really good generation who have probably dominated the local scene and then advanced at the same time to the New Zealand scene, and it does leave a bit of a hole behind them. So. You know, there are some players like the Tom Bruce's of the world who have had a bit of a go, but those players haven't managed to establish themselves. So next, we've got this gap down to the Fennellans of the world. Um, it is cyclical, and it's just one of those things. It's a challenge. How long do you keep the, the players that have done all the work for you? I think the current environment with dollar signs everywhere means that it is even harder to you know, manage that transition because you're not sure who's going to stay around for longer. It's not entirely up to the national body as to the um, succession planning. So it's a difficult time at the moment, um, but it does create lots of opportunities. Hey, Pete, so what's your, what's your read on the Guppy situation? You know, like, um, you just you touched on it there. He's, he's a legend. You know, it's been a bit of a messy one where they've pulled him out of the team and um, Finn Allen's gone back in there. They're saying that he's the next big thing. Is that gap, like, are we thinking that Finn Allen just steps in the Guppy's shoes or is there a transition before he actually gets up to there? And what, how do you feel about Guppy? Do you think he's been handled yeah. right? Well, I think it's, um, it's a difficult one for Martin where he, in each of the formats, he's sort of, um, you know, he's been out of the test team for a little while. And so then he really needed to, to try and work out, OK, how do I exit gracefully from the white ball team because he hasn't um, had all three formats to call on. And that has meant that it's come to this kind of crunchy point much faster than a Kane Williamson who can kind of pick and choose which format he finishes when. I think it will take a while because Guppy's an amazing player. It will take a while for Finn Allen to fill those boots, but we do need to prepare the next generation to come through. Um, as Kane pointed out yesterday, you know, Guppy hasn't announced his retirement. If he still wants to push for the opportunity to play in the Black Caps, he can. But by turning down the central contract, it does say it does send a bit of a signal to selectors in New Zealand cricket that um, 
you know, his focus might be elsewhere. So uh, we're just starting to see that. I think I noticed that um, you know, Jimmy Neesham's the only player who doesn't have a central contract who's still involved in this series with the likes of Bolt and others um, stepping away. So I think it's the start of, you know, potentially a, a river of players who are in that generation um, and would rather go out on their own terms rather than have someone, you know, tell them their time is up. So we're mainly focusing on the batting sense, um, Peter, but you get a sense if, if Tim Southey does something similar, Trent Bolt's already gone, we've lost one of our leading bowlers uh, in the game. So are, are we, do we have enough depth in New Zealand to, worst case scenario, Tim Southey gets an injury or steps aside, that someone will be able to come in? Who would take over that captain's armband for our bowling unit? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, Tim and, and Trent have been um, the backbone of this side for so long. Lucky Ferguson, you know, is still reasonably young and, and could pick up that. Uh, guys like Tickner and that have had a go. There's probably been more... Um, uh, rotation policy has probably been greater with fast bowlers and that tends to happen because of the injuries. So there's a broader number of players to pick from with the um, fast bowlers, but they probably haven't had the number of games that some of the batters have. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of an unknown there. You know, to see the names of uh, guys like Matt Henry still in the mix does sort of suggest that um, it's still the um, the incumbents that are dominant. But as you said, you know, you're only ever one injury away and cricket's the type of game that if you do come in and do well, then you really can secure your spot and be there for a long time. Pete, what do India always do well in one-day cricket? Uh, they're always aggressive. Um, I, you know, the, the only way you can get to the top of Indian cricket is if you're pretty, pretty special because you know there's a billion people in India who all want to play for their national team. <laughs> so if you get there, you are obviously something pretty special. Um, and you know, we see them uh, generally be pretty aggressive regardless of what they play, but they always struggle in New Zealand, in particular at this time of year because it's so bloody cold and wet. Um, so you know, New Zealand do have a bit of an advantage there from a conditions point of view. But um, if you give them a chance, uh, you know, there will always be quality who step up. So New Zealand team, it's a good test for them. You know, normally there's a pretty good crowd with a, a huge number of Indian fans in New Zealand already. So it's a good, it's a good series to measure yourself on, you know, regardless of how the team goes. Even as an individual, you can look at your opponent across the uh, field and sort of say, oh, actually, I, I matched myself up pretty well against a guy who obviously did pretty well to get to his national team. Well, if Gary Stead got to the end of this, uh, you know, this series against India, what would be a pass mark or you know, exemplary mark for this uh, Black Caps side? Um, with you know, a little bit of a a kind of roller coaster ride they've had of as of late. What what will be happy for for Gary Stead and Kane Williamson going uh, post this ODI series? Well, I think they want to, you know, they want to come out of it. Um Oh, I mean, they want it to be close, you know. So with three games, um, potentially some weather getting in the mix as well, you know, they want to be kind of one, two, two, one if they can. Uh, it would be a real yeah. concern if um, if they were swept away by the Indian team on our on our own patch. Um, but you know, as long as a few individual players do come through, even if they're on the losing tally um, in the series, as long as some of those players have stepped up and shown shown that there is a um, there are players waiting in the wings, then, you know, it still would have been a, a good series. It's a strange summer with New Zealand going overseas. I think you guys have got the broadcast rights for when they go over to Pakistan. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting summer for New Zealand fans to sort of keep track on the Black Caps either here or overseas. Um, and hopefully, even if the team doesn't go well as a whole, if we can see some of these younger players coming through, then um, it will mean at least there's some development work happening for the next World Cup. 
Oh, one of those players. Last question before we let you go. Statement innings. Do you reckon it's far away for skipper Kane Williamson? Yeah, Kane's at an interesting time of his career. He's sort of, um, you know, he's had so many injuries. That elbow, um, yeah, I think yeah. Jacob Warren at one stage said that he'd cut his finger off if it meant that he'd um, get back on the puck. I'm not sure Kane's going to be cutting his elbow off anytime soon, but he's one of those <laughs> players that you almost, you're always going to make room for him. It doesn't matter what team you're playing in. It doesn't matter how poor the other players are playing. You're always going to find room for him because he's world class. But, um, you know, those days do get harder and harder um, to if, if it is affecting the rest of the team. You do look to Kane to perform, and if he is under the weather and not doing well, it can sort of send a bit of a rot through the changing room. So you do have to be careful how long you carry those those um, golden players because it can start to um, influence the rest of the rest of the team. Beautiful, mate. Appreciate your time. And and just quickly, I've got a vivid memory of you behind those stunts wearing that face mask, the Aero kit. You still got it, mate. Yeah, I've still got one buried in the garage somewhere. I, I don't know what your house is like, but all my memorabilia is like buried in the back room of the garage. My uh, whānau is one of the type that likes to have my cricket memorabilia on the walls. So it's quite cool kind of walking through the world now with lots of people not even knowing that I ever played cricket. It's only when times like you guys call up, someone someone will hear me at work and today and they'll be saying, I don't even know you played for the Black Cats. <laughs> well, you should, come, should have come up and said hello last week, Peter. You should have come up and, and introduced yourself. It would have been great to to uh, to say no, hello. I, I will um, next time. It was a uh, it was a big crowd and it's a special occasion. So there's um yeah it's an it's a integral part of our Farno's journey and it was uh, obviously it, it meant a lot to you guys as well, Kimpy. So um, it was a pleasure to, to be there waiting in the wings watching. Okay, Pete. Yep. Yeah, thanks a lot for that, mate. I'm so proud of you and your wife and, and the journey that you're taking. An awesome um, that you got to uh, talk to us this morning. A, about everything cricket on Izzy and Kibby for breakfast. Go well, mate. Have a good weekend. And, uh, yeah, I'll look forward to um, catching up with you eventually one day. Pleasure. Cheers, Pete. Yeah, 18 minutes past seven. Makes a lot of sense, guys. Makes a lot of sense about the depth yeah. and that next generation coming through. Well, it's it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just singing the same song sheet that the ABs are going through, you know. We've had such a generational period and now we're going through a time when those players are going to hang up their boots, you know, and, and building for that future. And now we'll see if, if what the New Zealand cricket have done in the past with the domestic game, the community game, and, and trying to bring kids into the game of cricket, at whether it's it's working. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a tough time, a rocky time, but a time that's needed in all sports. And and every franchise, every country grows for these situations. Um, but in sense of Tim Southey goes, man, that's a huge loss because we've already lost Tim <laughs> Bolt. Tim Southey, two players and names that have been synonymous with the Black Caps for a very long time. It's scary. But hey, he is. life goes he on. He is. Mm-hmm. Boys, do you think like there is a really telling part of that conversation where he said that that players are starting to decide for themselves when they are, are moving on do you think that there is um well what's been highlighted is that the player's voice is starting to really c- come out here like cricket you know you had Mahi Drysdale yesterday like do you think the athletes have finally woken up to say, right, we're sick of we're sick of what's going on. We're going to start deciding ourselves what what needs to happen. Yep. Yes. I, I guess we're getting a sense of that. I know, in particular, with rugby, with Adi Savea, he's um, 
his own identity. He's gone over. He's he's got an um, his agents Jay Z brand over in America. They do things a whole lot different. I'm getting a sense of it, Kimpy. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know if it is good or bad. It's just yeah, like the players without the players and the athletes. The sport's got nothing, so... It's mm. a, you're right, it is interesting, as in it's hard to work out whether it's good or bad, but Kempe, have you heard of the player empowerment era of the NBA? And that's what's kind of they've gone through over the last yep. decade, where players have been able to force their own ways out of teams. They sign these massive contracts, and then they force their ways to be traded out of teams. They can sit out, they say, no, I'm going to get an independent doctor, I'm going to go see an independent specialist. No, my mental health isn't right, I'm not playing. They have taken the power off the teams. In the NFL... Because, you know, we're light years behind American sport and European sport here. We're in this young part 100%. of the world. In the NFL, it's still very much a, a owner-driven competition, and that has created a lot of issues, and you know, you're seeing that in the CT debate. And um, Chris Nowinski, mm. who we spoke to, that's a lot of that is that issue. The players haven't been able to felt like they've had enough of representation. And that collective bargaining between players and governing bodies is such a dynamic and ever-moving relationship. And in New Zealand, you are bang on. We are just starting to get to the tip of the iceberg. 100%. And Mahi Drysdale and what they are doing, whether they're going to be, whether the ERA says they are employee, they are employees of high-performance sport or not, will be seismic shifting in the way that athletes are treated in New Zealand, Kimby. Hundred percent, and you know they they use it. I I had a few conversations yesterday, boys, um, after the show because what uh, what was put in out in the papers yesterday isn't new. It's been around for a long, long time. It's just that we've got a profile in Mahi Drysdale's name, Olympic gold medalist. That's at the at the forefront of it at the moment. They said finger on the pulse. I'll tell you what they've done. They've actually put their hand inside their chest and they've got their heart in the hand. That's how close they are to the actual source of the issue. So watch the space. It was really interesting what Peter McGlashan just said there about players deciding their futures. I think we are going to see some, like you said, Louis, seismic shift happen. 22 minutes past 7 o'clock. Great stuff, Kempe. Here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're off the back fence. You're already wound up after this. with Tony Kemp. Well, someone has finally put their fingers on the pulse and found a major regularity announcing a legal scrap has developed between High Performance Sport New Zealand and a group of high-profiled athletes seeking an independent athlete's voice. And I can feel the House of Sport New Zealand start to shake knowing that this could be the catalyst to revealing a raft of hidden agendas, handshakes and backslaps which have benefited many. This is the thin end of the wedge of discovering the lack of corporate accountability. Finally, someone has challenged the status quo and highlighted the fact that you can't use the review process to effectively appraise yourself. An independent review should be just that, an independent review. Unfortunately, many of the people involved in this process seem to be recycled time and time again. That applies to people in the review process and unfortunate recycling of people in positions of power on boards across multiple sporting codes. Congratulations to Dana Johansson for having the sheer persistence to uncover what has been staring everybody in the face. But a big shout out must go out to Mahi Drysdale and the athletes 
for finally not just putting their finger on the pulse but holding the heart of the sport in New Zealand in their hand. Watch the space. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, breaking news. Obviously, Kim PA, that one with the uh, situation going on with high sport, high performance sport NZ. And it all stems back to just the way that they've been treated. Like, m- most of these athlete- athletes are on minimum wage. Minimum, like, below minimum minimum wage. Minimum wage, I think, is 44000 a year. And uh, this the base rate for these athletes was 25000 And then they get a top-up if they... They make uh, certain teams, but it was still around 40000 so below minimum wage. And Sport New Zealand were getting away with it, so they're taking them to the employment um, tribunal and trying to sort that out. But, yeah, look, it's it makes for an interesting case, and this is the, this is what you, they need us – well, this is what they're doing. And you spoke about it after Peter McGlashan's conversation. Athletes have started taking ownership of what they want, what their needs are, their demands, because without the athletes, there is no sport. And there is no industry and there is no, nothing for these franchises or, or high-performance sports to even have a, uh, a position on their on their table. So I love it. Watch this space and see what's about to unfold. Yeah, look, it, it is – um, I'm going to read you a paragraph because I've been getting emails. Like we've been in the space for quite a long time and – what what's mm. happened yesterday is that basically the can of worms it's they're all rolling around outside at the moment and I've got my phones going nuts. But I'm going to read you a paragraph um, because everything is public um, public property. Like these non for profit organisations, you can go in and check all the annual reports and the AGM reports, and you can actually find out where the money's going. Here's one I got yesterday. The proof is all right there in the annual reports of this organisation, all their expenses it has invested in itself via ballooning staff costs, the cars for all of their staff and the CEO pay rises as our families have been left to reach into their own inflation-ravaged pockets just to get their sport out onto the paddocks. They're still second class to any other sport. And just in that one paragraph, and this is the, see what Mahi and his group are doing is around elite athletes, but it's actually a much bigger um, uh, net that this conversation is about. So I'm excited that it's out there in the domain now, and I can't wait for it to develop, Louis. As you see, Kempi, watch this space. 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Choices following poll after this. SNZ, we are 25 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Very powerful off the back fence today, Kempi. If you missed that, go catch up at Izzy Kempi for breakfast in the SNZ app. Hey, boys, it's Choices Flooring time, Choices Flooring poll time, and I've, I really have missed this. And uh, with the World Cup going on, I've got to give credit to Nipier. He came up with an absolute ripper this morning, thanks to Choices Flooring. 
Floors for Living sale is on now at Choices Flooring. In this current climate, as Budweiser is taken away from the World Cup games, who would you least rather have a beer with? Okay. Who would you least who would you least <laughs> rather sit down is for a beer? Any, is there anyone? <laughs> well Cristiano Ronaldo? Gianni Infantino? David Beckham or the whole Brazilian team in this current climate who who would you least rather sit down for a beer a Budweiser with at the football world cup Ooh, Gianni sold, Infantino it, David Beckham who's just taken Tilda a 90 million dollars <laughs> 290 that's what they is that paid what it was? yeah it's 290 over 10 years isn't it the, from Qatar for, to be their ambassador he hasn't mentioned anything about the human rights disputes or anything like that. Cristiano Ronaldo, who's just like public enemy number one at the moment, or Brazil because Joe's got them in the sweepstake. Who would you least rather sit down for a beer with? Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go straight to you, Daggy. When I win, I expect my $10. I still owe you Subway too, Joe. I still owe you Subway. Well, lunch. A fancy lunch, but sure, I'll sit for Subway. Subway. It's been two months. Go ahead. <laughs> Subway's oh, nice. What do you over eat, Tathless? Uh, um, Kimpy? Mate, 290 million? Look, look, I'll just pose this question to you. 290 million offered to you over 10 years in Qatar to be ambassador, Louis Kimpy. Okay. Yes or no? No, 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 no. No, no, not a fair question. Not a fair question because the context. What? How rich do you already have to be before you can turn that down? Him and Posh are doing fine. He owns into he owns into Miami. Like the bloke has made a crust. We don't know. talking about. We don't know. He might be doing of... tough times out there. <laughs> OCR's <laughs> been raised. <laughs> Two hundred ninety mil. He's doing spell. it real tough. <laughs> There's talk of him actually being a catalyst to getting that um, Manchester United sale going too. So he's obviously making a lot of money out of ambassadorial ships. Um, I'd have to say David Beckham. Louis? You're not a I, fan of that? Oh, uh, oh, look, not, look, I, don't, I, I think a few, I don't know exactly, like haven't looked right into the whole uh, Qatar thing, but after watching the the FIFA uncovered and then the whole Qatar stuff about the migrant workers and and they actually show footage of it in the in the uh, in the documentary I wouldn't accept it and and the, in the context of it too like 290 like it's I guess it, it's apples for apples like 290 million dollars to David Beckham like he'd go and get it for doing something else probably on his next Adidas deal that's the thing. Something like that. So <laughs> the context it's I, exactly, I, exactly right. I, I don't believe. I don't believe in what Qatar is doing is is right. And hundred percent I wouldn't want to be associated with, with anything that they're doing over there. I was reading the sixth uh, list of six of them yesterday and oh it's crazy. Even the lady the woman over there, how how they get treated oh, and it's terrible. Is, it's horrible. It's horrible for sure. Um so yeah, look, it's it's not ideal, and this whole bloody Qatar FIFA World Cup—it's been mad. Like, no, on the field is, is minimal compared to what's going on off it, and that's what I hate about this situation. It is the biggest event in the world, and we're worrying about what's happening 
outside the stadium. It's a great, it's a great poll, honestly, because it's you've mm. got to think about this one. Well, you know who I, you know my my, and for exactly what you just said there, Izzy, the person I would least like to sit down for a beer with is Gianni Infantino. This bloke seems mm. off it. He's like FIFA has always come under a cloud of uncertainty around corruption, dirty politics, mud. Delegates, yeah, and, and they, they've, it's always been like this. But this he's guy, he's getting 2.9 billion, I bet you, in, in the back pocket. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you right now, 290 million, nothing his, compared to what he's his, getting. His speech to he's start the whole thing sip. today, I'm Qatari, today, I am gay, today, I am African. I, I was just listening to him, just going, mate, you're today, you're crazy, like you're a crazy person, mm. and I don't think I'd be sitting down for a beer with him. But go to the SCNZ app, click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, and have your say. Have your choice on the choices for him policy. Who would you at least like to have a beer with? You know, boys, who's a good Kempe? Who is one of the best nationalities to have a beer with? The clue is Guinness. Oh, of course, 100%. Look, I'll never forget that day I I ran old Alan Tonkin into an Irish pub with an Australian jersey. And he was Simon. <laughs> it was like, honestly, you can tell a, you can tell a joke about it. It was one of the best nights ever, mate. They just embraced him and had so much fun. Well, Joey yeah, Doyle is down under, is he? He's riding winners. Ah! Like Irish. And he's on after this with us. Joe Doyle Ireland, coming up. Ireland, Ireland, together standing strong. Right, quarter to eight. He's only been in the country for a couple of weeks, but boy, oh boy, the Irishman <laughs> has not wasted any time. Devastates finding. She's dominant. Is trying to get on terms over on the outside. Here it is, Devastate. She's dominant. And Penny Wacker, but Devastate too good. And Joe Doyle gets a group three. No, oh, did he ever. Yesterday, the Golden Spring continued for Andrew Forsman. More group success as Devastate cruised to victory in the stakes race there. Uh, it was just the perfectly rated ride for me of Joe Doyle that caught the eye. The Irishman, he's relocated down mm. here along with Warren Kennedy and Craig Zaki out of South Africa, and it's a much-needed boost to our senior riding ranks. Joe's been good enough to take the call into the show this morning. G'day, Joe. How you doing, fella? All good, all good. Thanks very much for having me on, guys. Oh, thanks for riding winners that we can back. <laughs> Joe, you're going yes. great, Joe. <laughs> going... Thanks a million, Joey. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you're going good. <laughs> T- talk to us. How did you end up down here? Um, yeah, so uh, last last summer, or well, the summer at home, the ho- summer just gone at home, I had a, a friend who, who who owned a horse. She's from um, New Zealand that, that I'd been riding, and we kind of got talking one day and, and, you know, she suggested that I come over and, um, and give it a go down here, especially when the, you know, we, we've got, we're heading into the quiet season at home now. So, you know, we kind of got, got talking and, um, she, she linked me up with Tim and Margaret Carter and uh, I've been here for the last two weeks and it's, it's, it's been going really well. Mate, you'll be used to this weather being summertime here in New Zealand. It'll be similar to the summer you have in, in Ireland, mate. But talk to us about your career over in Ireland. Have you had a good few years in the saddle up there? Yeah, look, I've been I've been riding for the last ten years. I, you know, I took my license out when I was sixteen, and um, I did did a year at home while I was still in school, and and then I moved to the UK. I did five seasons over there while I was an apprentice, and I got through my through my claim and. You know, I, I rode plenty of winners in in the UK, but my kind of my weight got away on me eventually, and I I t- ended up taking eighteen months um, 
out of the saddle. And then when I got back, I did a bit of time in America. And when I got back from America, my weight was good again. And, and I said, I give it another go. Had had the last four years in Ireland, good and good and average. But, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was time for another change. And, and you know, I'm, I'm very glad I made the jump. Joe, welcome, welcome to New Zealand, Joe, and welcome to that uh, that group racing that you can get the the big devastate home for us the other day. We love that, but mate, what we really want to know, because the Irish are a lot like the Kiwis, and I know a guy down here who's very good at giving a spray. Who's giving you the biggest spray as a trainer up there in the in Ireland? In Ireland, uh, well, yeah. the, 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 wor- the worst I ever got was was probably from a boss. Uh, in the UK called uh, John Quinn, a fellow Irish man, and he won't mind me saying it. But uh, yeah, back 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 when I was uh, back when I was a seven pound claimer. But oh uh, look, you know it, it, it comes it comes with the territory, unfortunately. And you know it's a high pressure job. We're in professional sport. You know somebody's got to be to blame. So yeah, that's right. I don't know if you heard the one Moods gave Paul Blake McDougall the other day, but that was a bit of a controversy out of Australia. Um, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. No, they they try to tone it down for the most part in 2022. But you know, trainers they work hard. They're up early like the rest of us, and they can just get a bit cranky from time to time. Hey, Joe, what are your observations of? Um, and I asked Warren Kennedy this as well. Like as a senior rider coming from offshore, what are your observations been of New Zealand? racing and especially the riding ranks so far because we, we make no live it like we are thin at the moment we've lost a lot of senior jocks in the last couple of years and especially at the moment with OP sidelined as well so um have you found it easy to pick up rides and are you you're feeling safe etc um look the thing about the the racing is I think the racing on a whole it's it's of a good quality and and the riders there's some really, really good quality riders out there, but and there's a lot of young riders, you know, who are learning, and that that can be quite hard because they can be quite unpredictable. I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong, but when you don't know where somebody's going to go or what they're going to do, you know, that, that that's when accidents happen. Yeah, yeah. And look, that that's the kind of position we're in. But but there's some fantastic young riders coming through there. And I'd say in a few years' time, you, you're not going to have any issues with jockeys here. Mate, we love having you down here. And your ride on Devastate yesterday was one of the goods because I was on board too. So thank you very much for, for giving that home, mate. But did that horse give you a good feel? Because it looks fairly bloody like a champion. Yeah, no, I, 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 that was the first thing I said to Andrew uh, when, I, when I got him on the phone was, look, you know, he completely outclassed him yesterday. He he he's got bags of ability that horse, and um, you know I, I I expect I expect him to come forward a lot, you know, mm-hmm. o- over the next couple of months. Beautiful stuff, Joe. We'll follow him for sure. Um, Forsman and the horse as well. Actually, you got a you got, you got that nice two-year-old ride for Andrew. Was it Aprilla tomorrow at Tarapa? Do you know much yep. about the uh, juvenile? Any and actually just across your because well, we'll let you go after this. But across your rides tomorrow at Tarapa, is there anything if you've done the form that you think will go good? I've got a few bits, bits and bobs. I, I tell you, I, I've got no certainty. I, I, I'll be, I'll be hopeful more than confident. Um, you know, but I'd say keep an eye out for Andrew's horses. They're absolutely on fire. You know, 
anything he seems to run seems to be running out of its skin. So, so I'd be keeping a close eye on them. Beautiful stuff, mate. And if you are you available for bookings, trainers can just get in touch and that sort of thing. Who's doing your rides? Uh, Kevin Booth is doing my rides. He's he's doing a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, if if anybody's looking for me, con- con- contact Kevin Booth. He's uh, you know. He, look, he's on, he's on the ball. He knows what's happening. So uh, I'm very grateful to be on his team. All right, Joe. We'll see you for a Guinness next time we're at a track, <laughs> eh? Good man. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you very much for the call, guys. Best of luck. Awesome. Cheers, Joey. Joey, Joey Doyle. Mate, they're just good people. Love the Irish. Love the Irish. Absolute good blokes. Good people. Very hospitable. Guinness, though, lads. Guinness? Mm. Oh, Kempe. You could have about... A trough of it. Yeah. It's like love it. Drinking. Yeah, I'm not. Not really. I wanted to, I wanted can't to have too much of an A Kimpy. Oh, Kimpy can. Yeah. Oh mate, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> can you? All night, all night long. Ooh. Mate, oh, we went to the. We were watch Joseph Parker's unfortunate fight against Joe Joyce, <laughs> and it's like ten in the morning, and like by midday, Kimpy's like got them calling in another keg. <laughs> they they actually were. <laughs> Sorry, we've just oh. run out of Guinness. I don't think they were expecting to pull that many Guinnesses at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, they should have with the English fighting. Uh, yeah, Joe Doyle. What he said there is completely true as well. Just observationally mm. about New Zealand racing, like yeah. there's a lot of really quality riders, but there's also a lot of riders that are all trying to learn at the same time. And the word he used was unpredictable. And look, that's eventually why senior jockeys um, gives them the you know a little bit of the wobbles or they, they want to step away from yep. the game because you just can't be risking it. But in a few years, we're crossing our fingers and having guys like Warren, Craig and Joe down here can only help the standard overall. Six away from eight. Good to chat to Joe Doyle there. If you want to book him, do, because he can ride. Back with some texts after this. Moments away for the greatest upset in Football World Cup history. Yes. Server taking on Brazil. Can't wait for this. And my uh, my choices for him poll today is who would you least like to have a beer with out of some of the uh, villains of the Football World Cup? <laughs> and Peter Mack has sent an interesting message here. Hey, it's not an unfair question, but it's about principles, not money in the bank. I'm not sure if mine are up to it, especially since I'm happy to buy Chinese and USA products. I'd love to sit down and have a beer with Beckham or Ronaldo and Peter, thank you for your honesty. And so many people will feel like that. It's a very valid point. Have yeah, we changed 100%. Pony? Have we changed? Have we changed Apple's names to Pony? Because it's a great one. I wouldn't want to have a beer with Kimpy. <laughs> have a Guinness. I want to have one with have Simon. A... Love to have one with Simon. Anyway, Simon, <laughs> Simon, Simon, Simon says. Don't know what he says. Here's Aroha with the news for Kipata. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse has your Christmas gift sorted. Find David off Cool Water for men 125 mil for just $39.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ.
Yes, good morning. It is Friday. That's right, Friday the 25th of November is in Kempe. Talking sport for the next hour. For two hours, we've had some fun. The text machine has been flying. There's a few messages coming through. We'll get to those shortly. But right now, we need to talk some football. The biggest tournament in sport is taking place in Qatar. We're only one weekend, and this World Cup has already brought us plenty of upsets. Fortunately, both mine and Kempe's sweet stakes team started well with Belgium beating Canada and Wales holding on for a draw with the US. One man who will be stoked as Kempe is to see Wales get a point as proud Welshman Scott Saunders from 90 Min. He joins us now live from Qatar, and what an absolute legend he is for taking our call live during a game with Brazil getting served by Serbia playing behind him. Thanks for speaking to us, Scott. How you going, mate? I'm going well, mate. It's pretty loud in here. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Getting to see Brazil and talking to Izzy Dag. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, I really appreciate your time. This is epic. We're live from the stadium. I can hear it in the background, mate. How good is it? Oh, it's amazing. Some of these games have been some upsets in this tournament. We saw Argentina yesterday, Germany uh, as well. They've been mm. both fallen. And uh, it's just the atmosphere has really picked up over the course of the last few days. And, uh, yeah, it's really picking up. But it's, it's proper exciting for us. Scott, are the Serbians ready for it, coming home and taking that, that point off Brazil today? Uh, Brazil are my pre-tournament favourites. But uh, oh, a, couple of my, no. a couple of my colleagues in work are, uh, are quite high on Serbia. And fancy them as dark horses for the tournament. So I'm quite interested to see how this one goes, to be honest, because they got a few quality players. But I still fancy Brazil to, to come through this, I'd say. Hey, do, you, do you know what this shows? That you can have fun without alcohol. I get a sense that everyone's just really enjoying this tournament, mate. Like, we, from far away, it looks like everyone's having a whole lot of fun. But is it, is it being staged or is everyone genuinely enjoying it? I call it interesting, a little bit weird <laughs> as well. Um, it's, it's, it's quite odd. There's certain areas of the country, certain areas which have been put up for fans to kind of congregate and enjoy themselves. Um, but around the stadiums, the noise hasn't quite been that good in the games that I've been to until I get inside. Um, but it's it's taken its time to light to light a fire, I guess. Um, but it is. It's a different one. It's my first World Cup, but this, it, it's not exactly what I expected, to be honest. Yeah. No. No. Can we just rewind it back a little bit? Ronaldo played earlier this morning. What's he? He's looking pretty emotional. What's it like over there? What's the temperature of everybody that's at the tournament when Ronaldo ran out this morning? Um, we're looking at in degrees. I do. You, I do degrees in the UK. Degrees Celsius, uh, 25 <laughs> to 28 usually. Uh, in the evenings, it's a little bit cooler. Uh, let's see what it is now. 22 degrees at the moment. Uh, so this is this is perfect condition for the players who are playing late at night. But Wales play uh, against Iran at the height of the day tomorrow, and uh, tomorrow our time over here. And it's uh, it'll be difficult for the men. But uh, you know, I think they're adjusting. They're adjusting. What about Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo? How has he been received after probably the biggest three weeks of his career, his life? Is everyone still taken to the Ronaldo 
man. Yeah, it's it's been a weird. You say biggest few weeks of his career. He's had some massive weeks of his career so far. But even this, <laughs> that interview, which has gone around the world, was just something yeah. else for him. Uh, you know, he's. I'm sure he'll take some credit for the Glazers finally deciding to sell to sell Man United, which has just come out over the last few days. I think there's a bit more to it than that. Uh, but you could see him before the game that he just played and scored in that he was emotional with the anthem. Uh, and there was a bit as well. Uh, he scored in the game, but he was subbed off after Portugal went 3-1 up. And uh, a player who scored against Portugal did his celebration. And uh, you could see him on the bench getting irate about it. So it was quite funny. Quite, uh... <laughs> but he's wanted to prove a point here. He hasn't got a club anymore. Obviously, Man United have now released him. Uh, but he's going to want to... The one thing that he doesn't have is the World Cup. Like Lionel Messi, they both don't have the World Cup, so I think they're going to give everything to this. And I think Portugal's win today was uh, was quite important. Messi has a lot to do, though, I think. Oh, Yeah, Messi, no. well, geez, they lost that first one. That's not um, too good for them. What about, like, has there been... It's very, very... Uh, I guess they're all into it over there, very noisy. Is it? Is there been a lot of women at the games like there's talk that there isn't very many women in the stadiums what's it what's it been like the atmosphere like it's very loud there but is it very male dominated or is there cross um gender there with women as well that's sitting in there um, so one thing the stadiums aren't full uh the stadiums aren't full so uh the stadiums are massive uh but they i haven't really seen a full brim to full to capacity to the Brim Stadium yet, but from what I've seen, uh, the, there's plenty of women in the stadiums, you know, uh, everyone's seeming to be having fun when they're going in, so I, not that I've noticed that on the ground, no. Mm, okay, well, tournament favourites, from the start, we always like to predict, you're obviously watching Brazil, we've seen 10 minutes of them, so they're probably still firm favourites in your eyes, but who else has looked pretty dominant from first outing? Well, as a Welshman... Uh, I was at the England game the other day and I didn't quite enjoy England smashing Iran 6-2. Uh, I would prefer yeah. they didn't win it, to be honest, as a Welshman. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but they looked strong. France looked strong after a setback early on against Australia the other day. Uh, and I think Spain with a 7-0 win, obviously. Uh, not a pre-tournament favourite, really, but I think one result that might make a few people stand up and take notice that, yes, Spain are in this competition. They've won it recently as well. So, uh you know, the beauty of this is, with Brazil playing now, with Argentina losing, with Germany losing, this is a very, very open World Cup. And uh, there's a mm. lot of teams with a lot of quality players that could win it. So it should keep you, should keep fans invested right through, right throughout the tournament, I think. Well, you think of, you think of the big names that are, are playing this tournament. You've got the Messi's, you've got the Ronaldo's, you've got big names throughout every single team, the biggest names in footballing world. But you've got Kylian Mbappe. For France, is this his chance to really stamp his mark as one of the top players, if not the top player in the world at the moment? Oh, absolutely. I think he's uh, he, he, he was a star at the 2018 World Cup, mm. made his impact there as France won it. Uh, so he's yep. got that in his locker already at the age that he's at. While Messi and Ronaldo, you know, in, in their mid-30s, now late-30s, still uh, striving for a World Cup. But Mbappe, is uh, he's just another level at times and he really turned it up as the game went on against Australia the other day. So I think he's going to want to seal his legacy as one of the best players in the world and the, the best players of all time throughout his career. And I think two World Cups 
would be a hell of a statement to make. And then whatever move he decides to make later in his career, whether it's Real Madrid or whether he wins the Champions League with PSG, uh, you know, he will be he will be remembered forever, even at this early age, as one of the greatest to have played. All right, mate, we're going to let you go. But before I let you go, I'm just going to have to say it. Um, have you been to Georgia? I've not. Why is that? Because Georgia beat your rugby team last weekend. I was just wondering if you. Oh, mate! Oh my God! I'm so I'm so invested in football that I've completely forgot about that. Oh my word! Honestly, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. The rugby is just Welsh rugby. I've got tickets to go watch the World Cup next next year. So I'm all for all of Wales's group games. I'm looking at it now. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just heard that way go. It's going to be a ga- great game this weekend. You're taking Australia, both in similar situations. So, look, you could win the one this weekend. Mate, we'll let you go because you're right in there. Thank you so much for finding time, Scott. You're an absolute champion. Enjoy the tournament and go, Thank Serbia. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there he is. Amazing. <laughs> how good, how electric does the atmosphere sound, lads? Mate, it sounds that awesome. crazy. They are losing it. Nil all after 15 minutes. <sighs> Everyone thinks Brazil, yeah. Well, I don't France. Serb- Serbia, dark horse. Serbia. I'm thinking I'm thinking the Netherlands is, uh, are a real genuine chance. Hey, boys, we're, Belgium. we're about th- th- 13 minutes. <laughs> we're about Georgia. That is <laughs> Georgia. Maybe. That was a little stare, babe. Very what good. Mate, Wayne Pivak, just quietly, he's, he's on thin. Ice, like they mm. are, they want Razor, but I don't think they're going to get him. But the Sharks are circling. If I like Leo McDonald or like another up and coming New Zealand coach, there's going to be a job on offer in Wales very, very shortly. Anyway, even Australia, mate. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Just across he's Tasman. On, he's um, nice too. Boys, we got Dan McCarty and David Choke calling this game in the SCNZ app. I'm wondering whether, just because we've been inside the stadium, should we go to the call and take a little bit of it in for five minutes? Handy. Bang. Do let's, it. Let's do it. Let's catch up with DMAC. Right now, we're going to shoot off here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Come back with Pitt Morris, lads, as we continue to build our multi for the weekend. Seven minutes past eight o'clock. Chris has come through on the text machine. Put the commentary on you guys go to the app. Lol. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Chris. You're not kidding, and I totally agree, mate. The commentary is it's its a far superior product at this stage of the week. Um, they're doing a hell of a job, but if you're going to go catch it, go to the app. Right now, we'll catch up with Pip Morris, tab.co.nz. Hello, Pip. How are you doing? Morning, guys. I'm good. How are you this morning, Louis? I'm good. How's Portland Timmy good. doing this morning? Oh, Timmy's still trying to go around Cambridge Racetrack and, and make up some <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the naughty box. Yeah. The naughty was, kennel. Okay? Yeah, he's in the naughty kennel. I had one of those days yesterday. It's either diamonds or rocks at Cambridge, and I just came away with gravel, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you'll bounce back. You're resilient, like most of us punters, Pip. So, what's going on this weekend? What's got your eye? Oh, well, it has to be Talapa, firstly. I can tell you two in race number three, that nice three year old race, a Tokyo Tycoon, a three year old race, I should say, is the best back there for Tiako at $3.50, Louis. And then also at Wanganui, Soldier Boys, the best back in race number seven at $3. And the best back at race number two, that really nice race, in Cabal at $3.50. No surprise there. I can tell you, rugby, too, 73% of the match result money on Australia at $2.20. And the biggest bet so far, 
two $400 match results bets on Australia at 220. England versus South Africa, match result money is on 50-50, so a little bit split there. And the biggest bet for the game so far is a $700 match result bet on England at $1.72. And our bonus back blitz is back this weekend for the racing as well. Outstanding. And uh, is, there, is, there a, is there a greyhound that you're following throughout the weekend? Oh, a little Allegro bandit. Race number seven today, Palmerston off, off box number one. She's 250. All she wants is an inside alley, and she downgrades. Bang. Palmerston North, race seven, Allegro bandit, 240 now, Pip, and it'll be about $2 by the time you get off the phone. Thank you, R18 Gamble, responsibly. Cheers, Pip. Have a good weekend. There you, you go. too, boys. See you later. There you go, lads. Add that one in. Race 7 at Palmy today, Allegro Banda. And uh, Pip said she was getting some gravel. So what do you like to say, Izzy? I'm due. I'm due, mate. You know I'm due. If anyone knows, you know I'm due. So come on, Mountain Jew. Jew me. Fair enough. Allegro Bandit, chuck it in your multi and um, you, might, <laughs> you might have a good day. Kippy, what's the weather doing up north? Uh, sun's out, there's uh, uh, about 35 uh, knots blowing across from the north um, west and yeah, hopefully it stays uh, it stays like that for longer than an hour because probably in an hour's time it'll be pitch black and pouring down, cats and dogs. Yes, we Talking about s- gravel, I've got a shitload of that to move today, just quietly. <laughs> no idea whether that's like a euphemism or like that you've actually got to move gravel. You're a mysterious man, Kimpy. <laughs> 29 away from nine. Um, anyone's got a shovel, send it to Kitty Kitty. We will update you on... Start digging my hole. <laughs> Brazil, Serbia, still nil all. Brazil just uh, wasting a corner opportunity there over at the 2022 Football World Cup. Your choice of throwing poll results after this, maybe a little look at the thoroughbreds, and a Friday tipple with an American flair because it's Thanksgiving coming up before the end of the show. So do not go anywhere. This is Africa. This time for Africa. Oh, throw back to Sim. So we're taking you two and a half hours. That's more more like it, boys. That's more like it. Easier times, is it? Kitchen woken up, is it? First song (laughs) of the day. Half an hour left. This is our Feel like I'm at the soccer now. Well, these were the simpler times, the easier times, the better times, the less human rightsy times. 2010, <laughs> South Africa, Winston Reed, the boys, Ryan Nelson, Shakira. It's time for Africa. Ah, all of the memories. Um, I don't know if there's a Football World Cup tune this time around, but I can guarantee you it's not as much of a banger as this one. The Choices Flooring poll today, lads, in the ECNZ app. You've gone and had your choice. Thank you for voting. Good voter turnout today. Good to see democracy is still alive and well. On ECNZ, the Choices Flooring Spring Catalogue, inspiring savings on carpet, timber, hybrid, luxury vinyl, window furnishings and rugs. 
in honour of talk taking Budweiser away from the FIFA World Cup, who would you least like to have a beer with in this current climate? David Beckham, Cristiano Ronaldo, Gianni Infantino, or the whole Brazilian team? Izzy was the Brazilian team, Kempi was Bex, <laughs> I was Gianni Infantino, and so were you. 40% of the vote, the punters aren't happy with FIFA, boys. Yeah. How unusual. Can I understand it? <laughs> Can I understand it? We wouldn't be at the situation of with Bex if they made the decision. Do you reckon the more's gonna come out of this? Like how <laughs> oh, money. Money is the bad of everything. Man, it just changes decisions and this it'll come out. Something's definitely going on in the background. It's already happening. They've had it with Rugby World Cup, mate. Like Rugby World Cup and the French um French organiser over there was getting a little backhand. Him and Laporte were getting a little backhand. They got caught. They've been done for corruption. It's it's huge. But I'm not saying that's what's going on here. But what do you reckon about fishy. this? What do you reckon about this text, uh, Kimpy from Patty? Hey boys, the Beckhams are reportedly worth 400 million USD. So 290 is still an insignificant amount of money to them. The issue here is how rich is too rich. Lol. Can't say it's too much when there's billionaires all over the world, can you? I've often thought about it. Like, if you were that, that's called filthy rich, isn't it? Like, what what benefit could you actually help um, communities with when you've got that type of money? You know, and I guess those decisions they sort of go hand in hand, don't they, Louis? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to help, if you're going to help someone, then you can't take an, an ambassadorship about something else. You know, so. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. No, mate, look, you uh, are exa- You just took the words from out of my mouth, Kimpy, because I guarantee you there is a David Beckham Foundation. I guarantee to you there is a founder. I guarantee you they give so much of their money to charity. But how about you just don't take it from a, con- a country which has significant human rights issues and is actively working against what you then reportedly and probably trying to help? You know, it's just contradiction of the highest order involving hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, it, and that's a, that, ego, that's a tough there's one. There's an ego thing too. There's an ego thing at, at the moment oh, as well because how do you think back in the day everyone wanted to be a millionaire and it was so unachievable. It was harder to achieve to become a millionaire. Now everyone wants to be a billionaire, and being coming a billionaire is the new millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, cause everyone's a millionaire. Everyone, all the housing prices around New Zealand are worth a million dollars. So, I think it's more about the ego situation at the moment. Because I've been saying, mate, what is rich? How much money do you need to be rich? Like, there's so many successful people around the world, but it's never enough, and it's an ego thing. And um, yeah, it's something that baffles me every single day. Fair enough, boys. There you go. That's a choice for him poll today. Hey, Buffalo's leading Detroit by about six points in the third quarter. It's Thanksgiving over there, so we've got NFL on our screens bright and early. We've got Football World Cup in the SCNZ app. Live sport is everywhere in November here. And Brazil-Serbia is nil all. 38th minute there. Morena Kempi, don't worry about the gravel. Casio here, Dagger is an absolute gun on the digger. So he'll sort it, bro. Dagger or digger? <laughs> Cheers, Gaza. Hey, hey, who was it? Brad, I think it's a gun on the digger. <laughs> I'm a gun, bruv. I'm a gun, honestly. <laughs> Come on, you're honestly. a gun on the... Oh, you're a, you're a gun on something else. Here, lads. So my good yeah. mate gave me, uh, gave me his uh, digger and his, his dumper. Brave. <laughs> little, um, Little tip of, tip of truck. 
And I was getting confident and I was loading all this dirt on the tip and then going and dropping it in the paddock into some low-lying spots. Anyway, I started going hard out and I was like getting confident airs and then I pull around this, the bucket and go, boof, shines <laughs> straight into the side of his tipper. <laughs> and it's got this massive dent. I'm like, oh my Lord, slow down, you, Israel. <laughs> you are the big, best, It's a brand mate. new truck. Brand new truck. Oh, and I told him, oh, not anymore. I said, I've hit your truck. And he goes, how bad? I said, oh, it's got a little scratch. But it's got a big dent in it. Um, and then I did it again. I was like, okay, I'm taking my time here. And there's these little handles that, that control the the bucket or the, you know, the, the gate that yeah, lets sure. all the water out. Anyway, yeah, that thing. I've gone across and <laughs> knocked that thing, and it snapped it and bent it. Oh! So now they can't open the tip. Yeah, look, it's, it's not a deal. But he didn't say much. He was actually all right for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, story time. With that was country clueless, everybody. Thanks, Gaza, for provoking that. It's still happening at my house. <laughs> I remember when um I remember when Ben Boyce no Jono put a hole in Ben Boyce's house. On yeah. remember John and Ben at ten, and he swung the yeah. digger around as a prank and just put a hole. Well, no, he was going to build him a swinging pool, and I think it was staged. But at the same time, I don't know if it really was. It was hilarious. That's online. You can go catch up with that. Uh, Twenty minutes away from nine, Kimpy Thanksgiving. A bit of turkey after this. All right, lock yourself down. We are Friday tippling after this. Right to kick off Thanksgiving Friday, let's go back to Monday Where we caught up with world champion Kiwi Trampoline is Dylan Smith After winning his first world title And obviously he wants to keep that number one rank For as long as possible I'm definitely going to give it a good shot. I actually got told the other day, well, actually yesterday, um, I'm the first non-Chinese athlete to win world champs for the men's since 2007. And you definitely want to um, try and keep it away from them as, as long as I can. It <laughs> <laughs> was good. It was what honestly the hell is, What the the that? <laughs> is that a turkey? Is that me? <laughs> you bloody turkey? <laughs> How good, Dylan. That was out the gate. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. We obviously keep on moving through it with Chris Landrum too. Joined us on Tuesday. He ain't going to get a song out of me, is he? To chat about Super Rugby. <laughs> oh, picky. He also made sure to give a big me to the wahine who are building rugby up in the country at the moment. We also asked him about the Women's International Rugby calendar, and this is what he told us was in the works. We should have another Pacific Four tournament in the sort of probably the second quarter of the year. And then the, the big tournament, hopefully, is what we're referring to as WXV or Women's Fifteens International Nations tournament, which should happen towards the end of the year. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them running around the outside at the moment, actually. <laughs> Don't you not play that turkey, please? It's so ugly. What is that? Grant Boone also joined the show that day to chat about the one, the only Lydia Co. I think we all owe thanks to this genuine superstar of New Zealand sport, 
Like all of us at home, Grant is so proud of Lydia and holds her in the highest of praise. We can sum it up like this. She's very simply cemented herself as one of the greatest players in the 72 years of women's golf. Wow, that is a hell of a statement, honestly. Grant Boone, that voice, oh, brings back a lot of memories. We love you, Lydia. You're just an absolute champion. She's going to go on and get married now, lads. So, Lydia Co. stepping into Mark the big Brown world. Mark Brown joined us on Wednesday to talk about experience with Razor Ray. Mark Brown gave Razor some thanks and said, let's get to see how Razor works. <laughs> it exceeded my expectations, to be honest. Um, in terms of England, it would be the, exactly the person that, that they kind of need, I think, to, to kind of lift that environment and, and get them out of playing with a bit of fear. You're a turkey, Hindi. Oh, <laughs> God. This is just out the it gate. Was... Honestly. That's so good. I love Fridays, and that's what we should be. Not too serious on a Friday. <laughs> We're heading into the weekend. I hope you've had a good week like ourselves. The tipple oh. of the week has to be this. The biggest thanks of the week has to go to the great man, Jay Galdard from the Etu Tangata. Jay came to chat about New Zealand's history with tall poppy syndrome and removing the elephant in the room. Jay got emotional when he thought of New Zealand without tall poppy syndrome. I get emotional because I just think about a country where I'm our, our, our kids are going to grow up in a country where they actually can be all that they want to be uh, rather than being ripped out for having dreams and aspirations and I think we do need to do this because this we're in a dark hour and I think that I, I get emotional because I think this is something that we can implement which is so easy that can speak life into each other, can speak life into the next generation because they're going to grow up in a world that's hard enough as it is and mm. I want New Zealand to be a country Actually, we stand together and we look out for each other and we call each other out. You know, here mm. to Tangata, we don't do that anymore. And um, that's what my hope is, Kempi, as, as, mm. as this goes um, into, the, into the future. Here to yes. Tangata. That's right, Izzy. And uh, he touched base with us yesterday. Jay Gelgart is coming up to Tamaki on the 15th of December and we're going to sit down and have a chat and see how we can also introduce his program into the rugby league community. I'm looking forward to giving that man, the champion, our uh, more than just an athlete this week, a massive uh, a massive hand to, to continue the great work that he does. Yeah, beautiful, mate. It was awesome to catch up with Jay and all our guests throughout the weekend. If you've just if you missed any of those interviews, catch ups, head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCNZ app and uh, you can listen to all of them. You can listen to all of them. You won't be disappointed we had some fantastic guests and we really appreciate it. Yeah, and it's probably a good time to say I'm sorry for being a tall poppy, Kempi, and calling you a turkey for trying to sing. Um, and I'm I'm also sorry for... You know you know me, boys. It's all good fun. I'm sorry, Joe, for being tall poppy when we were doing our Movember juggling and telling you you were useless. <laughs> but you were useless. Thanks, how, Lou. How did oh, that? Did we win in the end, Kimby? Did we beat Drive? Because they cheated, well, obviously. You know, you know well, the, who was who oh, well, that? It's been who was that doing it? It's exactly. It's been a. It's been a month of the Drive just trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes, and unfortunately for the cameraman who ever done that work on Kirsty, forgot that she oh, had like it, a black slacks on. <laughs> had black slacks on, and the guy kicking the ball had hairy legs and the blue short jeans. It was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who was that in the office anyway? It's someone in Tell the him office. Tell to shave his good. legs. 
Very good. So, yep, no, we smashed them, boys. Movember. They've got to make a, I'm going to call it a $100 donation each, Beaver and Kirsty, to Movember for losing this month. That's so uh, we'll follow that up. It's cheap. Together we can change the face of men's health. Uh, today, Chris Steele and Geordie Gibbons on their crazy golf challenge. They're out at North Shore Golf Club. Awesome. Um, so you can go, go, and, hard, boys. go and donate to them as well. They've played... They're probably, what, through about 400 holes of golf. <laughs> they, they've done it in a cyclone as well. The weather has been <laughs> atrocious up here, so they're, they're blessing a little bit of sun today. I saw on Chris oh. Steele's Instagram story. Buffalo leads Detroit, 1914. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And uh, nil all. Halftime <laughs> in <laughs> Brazil and Serbia. All right, you turkeys. Let's wrap up the week with Rick Dog after this. Oh, the end of the week is nigh for us here at Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Big day on the tools today, Kempi. Um, Pete has text. This is Papa Pete. Only one yeah. digger driver in our family, and that's Mahana from <laughs> Brown Harm Boys Drainage. Love, Dad. Yes, well, Izzy's gone off to get his arms toned up, so he can't respond to that one, Pete. But work um, on his cannons. Yeah, yeah, he might need he might need a bit more work on his fine motor skills, judging by his digger operating. Uh, Rick Dog, any good mm. in a digger? Never, never tried. Never tried, so I couldn't tell you. Don't know. I reckon I'd be all right. Can't be that hard. You do go, well, that's what Izzy thought. You do do go good with a pint of Guinness in hand, though. Well, yeah, that's true. I've I've been known to be, I I can manoeuvre quite well with one in each hand, so that feels like you're driving a digger, right? (laughs) You know? Yeah, I'll be witness to that. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, um, our choices for him poll today, Mm. sleep on this with temper, all right? Sleep on this. Shut your eyes and have a little nap on this one right Mm -hmm. now. Who would you, in the honour of... uh, Budweiser being taken from us far too early at this FIFA World Cup. Who would you least rather have a beer with? Uh, Infantini, O. Infantino, yeah. O, I should say. Bex, Ronaldo, or the whole Brazilian team? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would least like to have a beer with. I reckon Infantino would have some great stories. Bex would be entertaining. The Brazilian team would be entertaining. Ronaldo, he'd just talk about himself for an hour. Um, so probably Ronaldo, I reckon, would be the one I'd That's least so like true. to have it with. Um, but then, I mean, you know, you could also He wouldn't argue. have the beer as well. It'd be no. too many calories for him. We'd oh, just sit there and exactly. stare at it. Look yeah. at his reflection That's why he's in got it. two hands. That's, uh, why, that's why Rick Dog's got two hands. That's right. So I can have his beer. Mind you, is Budweiser a beer? Mm, yeah. 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 Obviously not a sponsor of ours. Big show for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big show. We've got uh, Marco Donald, the former Auckland Aces coach, coming on to talk uh, Guptul and the and the Black Caps uh, in the nice. SODI series. Um, do some talk back after 9.30. Might take the end of this Brazil-Serbia game, depending on how that's uh, fleshing out. David Light, Kiwi Cruiserweight boxer. He's ranked number six by the WBO. Next weekend, he's taking on the number seven. Winner of that, likely to get a title shot. Awesome. So uh, that'll be good. And then uh, we'll talk to Jordan Canellis, uh, SEN football commentator from over in Aussie, about the World Cup as well after 11. Enjoy, Rick Dog Kempe. Get on those tools, big boy. We'll catch you on Monday, everybody else. Ciao, When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.